0: Hello and welcome to the Built to Serve podcast. I'm your host, Mike Favre. I'm here with Petty Officer Second Class Landon Fob. So, Landon, go ahead and tell
1: me a little bit about yourself, where you came from, uh, all the way up through high school. Uh, well, I was uh, born in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I was raised predominantly in Baton Rouge and kind of the Denham Springs area, mm-hmm. and then and you know over the bridge and everything like that. But I went to a little private school, and then um, in high school, I kind of decided I wanted to branch out and go to. A public school because I hung out with a lot of kids in the summer that were from public schools, and right. um, I went to Baton Rouge High for one year. I did okay, Got straight C's, <laughs> and then uh, oh, straight C's, straight C's, yeah. And then they, uh, they, they, you know, you have to meet a GPA average, right? And uh, so then I went to Denham for my last three years, and uh, that's where I finished high school. Okay, at, do so. any sports, any anything like that? I played, I played sports whenever I was a kid, like you know, fifth grade and below. Love basketball. I did play uh, intramural basketball at Batner Chai because they don't have, uh, you know, like the main three sport. They don't Mm -hmm. have those kind of sports there. Um, So I did intramural basketball there. But, I mean, I played your standard baseball football and basketball whenever I was fifth grade and under and that kind of just phased out didn't really want to do it after that so (laughs) yeah I don't know I just I didn't really like the authority I know it sounds silly but it's like I didn't like the authority I didn't really like some of the coaches you know uh which no offense to private schools but some of those parents can be a little crazy sometimes and so (laughs) I felt you know I was like I don't want to deal with these crazy people right (laughs) no I get it I mean
0: your your parents were supportive uh, assuming that they you know, they, they felt the same way you did in your, your judgment of changing schools, or were, were they the ones that actually decided that you needed to change schools?
1: No, it was super cool. My parents have always been the best parents in the world, super mm-hmm. supportive. And uh, my parents were divorced. Ever since I was one, they've been divorced. Oh, so, wow, okay. Um, it, was, it was easy. Like, I was with my mom, my mom most of the time, and I was, oh, mom, I don't want to do this. And she was more supportive and kind of just, you know. Hey Alan he, that's my dad's name. <laughs> yeah I got uh, you. you don't want to do this so he's not gonna do it and my dad is like, okay don't cost me money you know <laughs> you don't right. have to worry about it we're good and don't have to bring me to practices and all that but so it, it so worked I, out good
0: I know it might be somewhat of a sensitive subject especially dealing with you know parents that are split up or divorced but I mean with you being one years old when when they split up mm-hmm. growing up in, in separate households I guess mm-hmm. that is was it difficult was it was it cool was it fun what what was that like?
1: Well, you're going to ask any divorced kid who's had divorced parents, and they're going to be like, oh, two Christmases, two whatever. (laughs) In my (laughs) mind, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, 100%. So that was always cool. Um, Definitely when I was younger, uh, we stayed with my mom predominantly more. It was like my dad got us every Wednesday and every other weekend. So I was with my mom a lot uh, up until I was fifth, sixth grade, something like that. Um, But it wasn't – I mean, fortunately enough, my parents worked it out so well – or at least without us seeing any bad uh, Very
0: stuff. mature. I, very I, I mature. Yep. Yeah, and
1: we were very blessed to have uh, – it, it worked out really well. That's all. It, it wasn't, you know, no fighting or anything like that. It was weird when I got a stepmother. You right. know, at a younger age, that was definitely harder. But, uh, you know, we've – and and a stepbrother as well at that. Oh, you wow. know? So, like, it, but it, it worked out great. I mean, I've got a great stepmom, great awesome. stepbrother. It's awesome. Yeah, so, I mean – You know, everyone's got problems, but you get Uh, it. Yeah. No, I I get it. And And
0: I mean, that's what we're here to do. No, sure. You know, I want to learn everything there is learned about Landon. Oh, no, no,
1: yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, No, but it worked out great, man. Yeah, and um, it didn't cause anything crazy. Maybe some stuff I didn't know about, you know what I'm saying, or like authority. Right. um, And definitely like the, I guess the, uh, I have two kids now, like I mentioned. Okay. Um, And those two, I want to be around when my kids are younger or while my kids are younger, you know, not saying that, uh, my dad did a bad job or anything, but, um, you know, I wish I would have been around my dad more when I was younger. Maybe I would have been a little bit, uh, you know, done different things differently. You know what I'm saying? A little bit of a manly kind of figure. Most of us,
0: especially at a young age. I mean, as we grow up and we mature, we look back and we're like, dad, man, I wish I'd done this, this different. Right. (laughs) But here's the thing. It would have set us down a different path.
1: Oh, of course. Right. No, absolutely. You know
0: where I am now in my life is exactly where I want to be. Right. Of course, some people aren't exactly satisfied, but it's about, in in my belief, it's about how much effort you put into what you want. Yeah. Right. And ultimately, it's it's what you need to be satisfied and to be happy. Mm -hmm. Right. And again, I I don't want to steal your thunder. I'm trying to, I'm trying to communicate with you here and trying to, you know, build a relationship. Oh, for sure. I think. You've got a really, really good point about having, you know, two separate households, mm-hmm. right? And you're 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 dealing with two sets of different maybe rules and, and guidelines, right? So yeah, when you go to one household, your dad may say, Well, this is the way it's gonna be here and that may be completely opposite what it is at, at your mom's. Absolutely So did your uh your stepbrother what what you still got a – Still have a really good relationship with him, or oh
1: yeah, I love that dude so much. My really, bro- my brothers, my and my my brothers and my family but definitely my brothers, my best friends. Yeah. Wow, I mean, I wouldn't, I'd do anything in the world for them. Um, That's awesome. They're great guys. They're both smarter than me. Both make more money than me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they're crazy, crazy good guys, and uh, I respect them a lot. Yeah, but it's great, awesome. great step brother, great stepmom. Awesome, yeah.
0: awesome. So, all right, you you graduate high school, mm-hmm. um, what? What was your mentality? Where were you at in, in your mind? What, what, were, what you were going to do with the rest of your life when you graduated?
1: Oh man, I um, I didn't really know. I thought I had some family out in another part of the state or uh, different part of the United States, and I went and worked with them for a little while right uh-huh. after I got out of high, high school. I uh, was printing shirts and cutting grass in the afternoon. Me and my wife living together in an apartment. You know, this mm-hmm. was right before the flood. You know, anyway, so I was printing shirts and cutting grass, and after I got out of high school, I. Wanted to go work with some family in another part of the country. And I did that and realized, oh, nope, you know, I'm, it's not what I want to do. And right. I moved back home and I started printing shirts again. <laughs> <laughs> so you just came
0: back and, like, yeah, I'm going to go back to printing shirts. Yeah,
1: I had a, I had a really good boss and stuff. So, you know, h- so, how long did that last after high school? Uh, well, I think I worked with him. I probably worked with that company for two years, mm-hmm. printing shirts, and then okay. I left. So I mean, it was like a year after high school. Okay, maybe I think I started the beginning you started of the senior year. Right. Okay. Yeah, and I did menial, you know, um, backyard burger, voodoo oh, barbecue, yeah. all these like little small mm-hmm. tiny food joints, you know, yep. when I was fifteen or sixteen until, you know, I wanted to make some more cash. That's and right. Stuff, yeah, so you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, we
0: can look. I have a, <laughs> I have a belief, and it's a, a <clears throat> motto that I actually have, and uh, I need to trademark this thing, John. Just, <laughs> just saying. Uh. It's okay to be content, Mm -hmm. but never be satisfied. 100%. Right? Being content with what you have and and where you are in life doesn't necessarily mean that you're not wanting to grow. I'm I'm happy with this right now. Sure. But if I'm satisfied, that means I'm going to stay. Right. Right? 100%. So I'm always striving for that next best thing. Right? Always. Never be satisfied. And and that's exactly what you're speaking
1: of, right? You're you're always wanting to go to that next level, always wanting to get somewhere higher, you know? Right. It's like an in, innate calling, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It should be, or you know, it should be kind of taught into you. That that's the best way. That's I right. think About it, you know. That's right. Um. And so, yeah, I, I'm so i feel super strong about that, you know, very very strongly, uh, opinionated about never being too stagnant, never being too satisfied. It's right. just you know,
0: you're, No, that's a, that's a great point. I appreciate great. Appreciate it. Uh. Yeah, and, and just kind of uh, yeah, sidebar here, I know we're a few episodes deep into this thing. I want to give a shout-out to John Emerson, the man behind the camera makes all this <laughs> stuff happen. I appreciate everything he does. I wanted to kind of throw some some cloud his way. Yeah, incredible,
1: <laughs> incredible setup. Absolutely profound. We,
0: we, we definitely appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. Yeah, like I welcome. said, the team definitely puts a lot into this thing. Yeah. Um. All right, so back on to what we were talking about. Now, you're through – high school, you've got a job. I mean, in your mind, are you realizing that this is a dead-end thing? Is it something that you plan on? you print, printing shirts the rest of your life? What
1: What is that? I mean, I don't know. I kind of wanted to start my own business okay. with a guy. Right. So you, uh, yeah, entrepreneurship. Got right, you. branch off. I was 19 at the time. Oh, yeah. Whatever. I wanted, I was staying. Nothing wrong with it. It's good to, you know, want that early on, but um, I was thinking that I would work with him until I could figure something out. This is, before I started college, before I ran any other my own online business, things like that, um, I didn't know how, you know how much it cost to do a business or to, to start a business and things like that. So I wanted to do that, and uh, I think it could have been successful, but that's right. not the route that I took. So okay. uh, I was just thinking I was just going to print shirts and I was going to hustle printing shirts. You know, Okay. Yeah. All
0: right. So at what point during all that did you realize that you was going to join the military?
1: Uh, after the flood, after okay. the 2016 flood. All right. Yeah. That was the, like, tipping point, I guess. Uh, You know, I think I kind of, after I moved back and was working again, you know, I'd already worked with a guy for two years, got back home and um, started printing shirts again. And I think I kind of started feeling that, oh, I need to keep moving, do something different. I was like, I think I could print shirts for my whole life, but I'm like... Uh, okay, and then we just get hit with this flood like that. No one, you know, you prepare for hurricanes, right? Exactly. You prepare for everything, you're ready. It's nothing, but man, that was crazy. That was uh, that turned my life upside down, All you right. know.
0: In yeah. what way, how, how did it affect you so much to where it made the decision for you
1: that you were going to join the navy? Um, so the marines, I believe, have like a program, I don't know if it's through a school or whatever it is, but um. They had some kids that were going to be marines they hadn't gone to basic or anything like that i think they had just done rotc and things mm-hmm. along those lines and they were uh involved with a disaster relief program yep yep, yep. my grandmother lost her whole house oh, um, wow yeah gutted the whole thing we had to rebuild the whole thing um fortunately enough a church paid for it thank god um wow. but oh man awesome you know they raised money for everyone absolutely uh, it was awesome Yes, yeah, so I saw this cat working. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, and I had always been super patriotic. My dad always raised me that way. Right. I mean, I had family members that had served in the service. And uh, so I was like, man, I think I just need to go for it. And so, you know, I mean, we, I could go way more deeper into the flood and how crazy it was. But uh, that was like at the end of it. We do, we, my house, the house that I was at, we left my apartments that we were in. We went to my mom's house, me and my wife. And my, uh, my animals and my mom. And, man, they had 100 neighbor, uh, houses in that neighborhood. Flooded almost every single one of them but my mom's. Oh my. Couldn't believe it. And, man, we were out in the water up to our necks trying to pull boats out of the woods, trying to get out of the neighborhood. The mm. people that were rescuing people, they couldn't even come get us because ours was so bad, badly blocked off. Anyways, we put these big old help signs out in the yard on top of a, the cars. And uh, they had, a, like, a I don't know what it was. Some helicopter came and p- airlifted us, bro, off the ground. Gave us that tea. We sat on the post with the person. I held my dog for right. dear life, Lifted us 50 feet in the air, not gonna lie. Flew over all of Baton Rouge, flew over everything, saw everything flooded. It's crazy, one of the craziest experiences of my life. That's freaking um, wild. It was man. wild, man. Yeah. And so, anyways, but leading uh leading I definitely back
0: to my... that that so just in my mind, I'm I'm running through this. I mean, that yeah. that's life changing. It was. It was I mean, that's like meeting Superman. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, if you're a kid, you're like, oh my God, Superman. And then you
1: get to fly with him, right? And you're like, yeah. I'm going to be Superman when I grow up. It's, it's that moment. Yeah, and I just didn't know how to feel about it, though. You know, it's like that apocalyptic feeling scenario. It's like, oh, you don't have any. There's no contact. It's like, I had lost everything in my apartment. I don't have. I just, I'm trying to protect my mom. My brother's trying to save my grandparents, and they're flooding house, oh, you know. Wow. So we're all just all trying. And they bring us over to those uh, studios the, where they shoot movies off an of airline. I don't know if they do it anymore. Okay. But they brought us there, and that's where all the, like, disaster relief stuff And
0: that's was. here in Baton Rouge. Yeah, it's right in okay. Baton Rouge. And they right.
1: uh, they got us, like, big old big old styrofoam things of line. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, man. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Wow. But um, And then we went and stayed at my dad's house. But, yeah, seeing that Marine helping uh, the disaster relief, I guess, whatever that program yeah. was, yeah. helping them uh, clean up all the muck out of my grandmother's house and everything like that, I was like, man, I think I need to go re-enlist. Or I need to go enlist. Sorry. And, uh, yeah, so I called Baton Rouge, said, Hey, this is what's going on? This is my status this is what it is. Ah, oh, nah man, we can't take it, you got this. Called Hammond. Hey man, we can work something out. Called the recruiting station Hammond. They said they can make something work for me. Okay. Went out to Hammond, drove out to Hammond every time they needed me to for the debt program, whatever it was. They got me in. I said I wanna leave as soon as possible. I did I made the decision to join in like weeks like a week or two. It's usually you spontaneous. Know? Oh yeah. And I think it's I think it's good. I think a lot of the times I'm not saying that uh you should take every spontaneous situation. <laughs> right, that comes absolutely. to Right. But yeah. that was one where I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just do it. I don't care. You know, and I just so got hooked up with them and they got me uh got me through MEPs and uh yeah, they asked me what job I wanted and I said submarines. Submarines. <laughs> <Some laughs> yeah. Well I'm yeah. After they talked me into it, of course. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. that whole that's twist surreal, you yeah. thing. Yeah, we could sure yeah. use you on this submarine, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah.
0: So I, when you and I were talking, you know, briefly uh, over the past months now, I have noticed that everybody that I come in contact with that hears you're, you know, a, a submariner, I guess that's the right word, yes, right? Yes, sir. They're all like, you know, it takes a different breed of man to, to or person to do submarines. And I'm I'm like, you know, that's really true. My wife and I were actually discussing it the other day, talking about this this podcast and and the interview between you and I. And I'm like, you know, I think and and don't take this the wrong way, no. please. I think in the army, you've got a, a sense of of duty, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and honor and and some crazy there, right? I mean, you're throwing your life out there. You mm-hmm. you know, putting your life on the line constantly. Uh Marines slightly crazier, yeah. right? And then Air Force, a bunch of nerds and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you got these mm-hmm. these Navy guys, a bunch mm-hmm. of seamen, mm-hmm. right? And again, everybody makes fun of the Navy if you're mm-hmm. not the Navy. And 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 it's the camaraderie between sure. us all, right? Absolutely. So Absolutely. But I'm thinking, you know, the Navy, the, the home of the SEALs, mm-hmm. right, Seabees and, and all this. But then nobody really thinks about the submarines because it's so secretive, mm-hmm. right? And I'm thinking I could probably make it 15 minutes underwater, right? Maybe, maybe before I stroke out or pass out and they got to bring my tail back up, <laughs> up to land. But if you're going to be underwater for an extensive amount of time, you are there is something severely wrong with you. You know, I mean or maybe it's just that you're right. I mean uh, I, obviously you're you're not claustrophobic, right? I mean because that you're so confined.
1: Really? Yeah, I think I am to a certain degree. Uh but it has to be in a bad situation though. Okay.
0: Okay. So yeah. we'll we'll get more in, into that. I just wanted yeah. to I wanted to stress how different. Oh, yeah. We all are, right? I Absolutely. mean Absolutely you know the, like i said the army marines and and some of the air force guy like tac p and stuff yeah definitely some similarities there navy i mean you're you're so off by yourself in a lot of this stuff it, it's it's not even similar in some ways yeah but okay so you know at this point in your life you're going to join the navy yeah and you decide or they decide for you that you're <laughs> going to be a submariner yeah. in your mind do you know anything about subs at this point other than the fact that they go underwater,
1: um, no. I'll tell you what sold it for me. Okay. The guy took a piece of paper, just like this. He said, and he drew out a boat. He drew out a uh, just a random, you know, 2D boat. And he said, and he draw the drew the watermark. Uh-huh. He said, look, on carrier and on all these other boats, 90% of jobs are already below water. I said, oh, he makes a pretty good point there. And then he said, imagine a, a three-story building going underwater and going back up i said you know what man it's just like any other boat i'm already underwater if i'm on a carrier i'm on this whatever the case may be and uh then i went out in the in the lobby and i sat there and i'm like you know what i just need a i just need to do something that makes me feel uncomfortable i need to st- i need to give like i you know i think about my great-grandfather fought in the war i thought you know about my my grandfather that uh was in the, in the navy and it's like, man, look at the generation that we're in now. I need to do something and put myself into a situation that I'm so uncomfortable with that I need, you know, like to sacrifice. I need, I need a sacrifice, basically. Right. And uh, I just went back in. Okay, yeah, gave it to me. <laughs> so let's do submarines. And then um, there was no, no bonus, nothing. I didn't get anything. I didn't get a bonus. I didn't get um, – they didn't even tell me what job I get. You don't even know what job you're getting until you're out of basic in school – and then, <laughs> like halfway through school, so really? uh, yeah. So, I, so I'll get into the story though. You know, I go to uh, I go to basic in okay. December, December twelfth. I just had my birthday, November twenty second. What year uh, was I born? Or did I go to? Uh, did you basic? no? What year did you go to basic? Twenty sixteen.
0: Okay, twenty sixteen.
1: Yeah. So December twelfth, I go to basic. Uh, so, we had a little Christmas before, right. whatever, with the family. Mm-hmm. When well, you ship off the basic, you get there, make your strip butt naked, put all your stuff into a box, and then uh, they <laughs> yeah. give you your sea bag, you know? Yep. And that's what you get. And you go, I just remember this is my most distinct memory of boot camp. So, they bring us all into this, uh, I guess, just the bunker and where it's just this big old long corridor with racks, just like in Full Metal Jackets. Yep. It looks just like that. You probably did the same thing.
0: Yep.
1: And, uh, well, we had to do like all our, all our medical stuff like A week or two mm-hmm. before, so we're doing all that. BS. That's all part of the processing, yeah. yeah. And so, we got these like guys, I guess, who are just working at in Chicago. This is where it's at in Illinois. This is dead, you know, dead winter Chicago. Oh, dude, it's cold. So, we're sitting there, and like we go through the whole process. And these guys who are watching us, like just temporarily, oh, y'all about to, you know, class up with your boot camp division, you're about to blah blah. blah. And so, uh, we're chill- chilling there on the ground, sitting down crisscross, and then all of a sudden, you're <laughs> you know like calling a cadence these yeah. three dudes will mark march into the room as RDCs, and they're like this time's gonna be the roughest time of your life that you ever you know ever done all that oh, kind yeah. of boot camp bs you know and then they're like and your time starts now yeah. run and they just start yelling at you just getting in your face you know oh, making yeah. you go to your racks you get in yeah. your spot and all that and so that was fun we did that for two months <laughs> and <was> then <laughs> yeah, yeah you get it oh man i'm telling you they were like oh half of you guys aren't gonna make it you know and they were damn They were damn right. Like 65%, 75% of the cats, you know, were left at the end. Right. And they had a bunch of dudes. Like, I don't know if it was similar for you, probably. You know, some of these right. kids that were like took on leadership roles in the beginning. And yep. they're getting there. Oh, I'm not doing this anymore, man. I'm just going to get out and go smoke weed. And it's like, dude, are you really kidding me? It's like you went all this way. You flew to Chicago. Yeah. To go through all this, you know. Yeah. It's like, you yeah, out, whatever. Yeah, so, some people are like that, man. And that's fine. It's not up. for everyone. It's not that's for right. everyone. But, you know, you sign that dotted line. That's a big deal to me. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so <laughs> get through it. I found out there's a few other guys in the boot camp, probably five out of the 65, 70 that went through or whatever, that were also going to be on submarines. Okay. So some of us, we shipped off together. Uh, fun fact, I'll tell you a little bit about one of my buddies later on. Uh, we uh, went through boot camp, through our whole service together. Got on the same boat and everything. No kidding. that is unreal. Like the odds of that, I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. I don't understand how they pick people's depl- like right. wherever they're getting, you know. But it was crazy. One of my best friends ever. Uh, but yeah, stayed through me with it uh, the whole time. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah. So we go after after boot camp. We go to uh, Groton, Groton, Connecticut, okay. and um, that's where submarine A school. Or, you know, you go to your A school, whatever, right. per your rate or whatever it is. And we didn't know what it was at this time. I think I knew I was going to be a you know machinist made of some sort. That's okay. what it was at the time. And um, we just had a code, like a, several numbers on our orders. So we got our, you know, to our bunks. They stuck like four of us in a bunk, in a you know, a standard-sized bedroom. No, it was smaller than that even. We had connecting showers with like four other dudes. We had, excuse me, three guys in this room. And so we were all bunking together. We barely had enough mattresses or whatever. And then, you know, we start going to school, start figuring all this out and, uh, in Connecticut. Just they send you to, like, the most basic schools first, you know, to teach you how to be a submarine. Sure. Not, and you don't sure. even really get taught to be a submarine. are just like, hey, this is a submarine. Hey, this is kind of how it works. This is, you know, you learn the very generals that anyone could read online, you right. know. And then so all, all these kids are getting their jobs. They're, they're like, hey. How do I know what job I am? That's why I'm saying on our orders we get that code. Wow. So these cats knew already. So I gave them my orders and they looked at it and they're like, "Oh, you're going to be an MMW, which was Machinist Mate Weapons at okay. the time, um, formerly known as Torpedomen. and then All right. later on." They changed it back to Torpedo men. <laughs> oh. I guess the Torpedo Men wanted their rate back. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they, would, they would group us in with all the mechanics. I oh, mean, okay. But, I mean, we're all the same. They were all mechanics at heart, but the other side of the mechanics dealt with the whole boat, mm-hmm. and we just dealt with um, pretty much the front end of the boat. Kinda. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, we made it all the way through. I went through my classes, went to Torpedo Men A school, and uh, became a Torpedo man, and and um, – yeah, I'll never forget it. My buddy that I was telling you about yeah. that I that went through the whole thing. He got his orders to go to the boat that he was gonna go to, and so I'm like, "Oh man, okay, let me go. Let me go see." In a couple weeks, I'm gonna get mine. I get mine. I'm like, "Hughes, you'll never believe this, bro. I'm on the same boat as you, <laughs> you know." And so, like, it was so great. We both wow. saw the same, you know, same thing. He was just on the opposite crew. Okay. Uh, and that's how it was with the type of submarines that I was on. I had, a, you know, a wife, I was married at the time. Okay. And, um, so I didn't want to really go on a fast attack. So I was number one in my A school class and, okay. uh, you know, they used to give you like privileges. You could choose wherever you want to go. Right. They didn't give me any of those. Okay. <laughs> they just gave me the, uh, they just gave me, I guess one that would suit me well for having a family. Okay. And so, uh, they didn't put me on a fast attack. They put me on what they call boomers, which are the nuclear subs, the world enders, um, <laughs> So that's how I got to Louisiana, and uh, the USS Louisiana <laughs> in Washington right. State. Yeah, so ironically enough, you know, it's always funny when you find another cat on the boat who's also from Louisiana. Right. So it was nice. Um, but, yeah, we went to Washington State, and that's where the story began of landing Bob on a submarine.
0: <laughs> right. So yeah. your family and everything while you were through boot camp mm-hmm. was here in Louisiana. They were. So. All right. And then you end up in Washington. Yes sir. So your family goes with you in, to Washington?
1: My wife does eventually. Really? Um, so how long how long had you been up there before she was able to come up? A few months. Okay. A little while, not too long. Yeah, man, I didn't know. My everyone in school was like, "Hey man, just get married whenever you're on transfer leave." Uh-huh. I'm like, okay. So, I get on leave, I got my 2 weeks, I'm getting married. <laughs> Going okay. to get married Me and my wife get married. I show up all the guys that are on the boat. That are, like, trying to help me be my sea dad, which you'll see a picture of my sea dad in a little while. But um, they are supposed to guide you and help you to get a room or whatever, a place to stay. Well, they were just like, yeah, you're just going to come bunk with us in the barracks. And so, you know, I showed up, and I go uh, I go to my buddy's barracks, put my stuff down. I show up to the guys that are, like, uh, putting me through the, the – uh, I guess I'll do all the paperwork and whatnot. Right, 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 right. And they're like, you got married? While you were on transfer leave, I was like, "Yeah," and they just tore me and, "Oh man, oh my god!" What? They whooped me down. They were not happy. I can't believe you got. It. They were so mad at me because <laughs> apparently you have to have it all documented before, so that way they can uh, they can arrange for your wife to have housing as well. Yes. Like if you're moving and all yes. that kind of stuff. And Makes I didn't sense. think about it. does make sense. But, you know, so I put a whole load on them by accident, you know, and right. I, didn't, I didn't know. But I learned, you know. I remember the first, the first day I was in there, and I was giving these guys problems. There's a chief, E7, and, you know, like two E6s helping me out in there or whatever. And this one cat came who I eventually later on down in the service, we worked together and whatnot. He was an E6 torpedo man. Going okay. to his boat, he had just transferred. He looked at me. He said, "Where? what are you doing? What's your job? I was like, I'm a torpedo man. He's like, you're not going to make it Oh, uh, I was really? Like, I was like, all right, buddy. And they're just sitting there, just trying to beat me down. Yeah. These are, not all of them are submariners, but some of them are, right. you know. And uh, so they're just trying to, I guess, get you ready.
0: You know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're breaking you down. Yeah, they get you there. Same yeah. thing they do in basic and boot camp and everything. It, it yeah. yeah, you get the mentality that you're you're not really amounting up to much, right? They get sure. you down there, and then you build yourself back up, and right. you show them, hey, yeah, I can do this just like right. you can, right? Again, it's a different breed. Huh. So you you guys are 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 very respected amongst many it. many many and and I think again like I said it just takes a different type of person to be able to do something like that. All right. So you uh you and your wife are up there. Um so take me through the process I guess of you getting there, your family's there and then actually getting on the submarine and then how long was the longest Uh, trip you made underwater, I guess?
1: Um, So, like, I get there, and I'm – they basically hand my qualification packet, Mm -hmm. get my fish. Okay. Uh, They want to get you running because you're on a boat that can kill you. Absolutely. Um, And so I I was like, okay, I'm going to try to hit the ground running before the boat comes back, waiting for the boat to come back. So I'm qualifying these things. I don't even know what they are. I've never been on a submarine in my life. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm qualifying a couple things here and there, whatever. Time comes for me to go on the boat. We go out to the ocean, like I was saying. We go out to the ocean, and then the boat comes up out of the water, and you see that beautiful boat just sitting there, you know. And you're like, okay, time to walk the plank, I guess. And so we walk over and um, go down through one of the L.E.T.'s, which is a logistic escape trunk on top of the boat. Mm-hmm. The big old circles, you go down, and there uh, those things are supposed to save you, but that's another story for another time. So I go down the ladder there and uh, <laughs> go down the ladder, start meeting some of the cats, you know, you're in a cramped space, and... Um, and I just remember one of the guys I served with, who kind of raised me. He was kind of a dirtbag, but um, <laughs> he was but he was a good guy at heart. He was a good guy friend. That's what I right. like to call him, you know. And, uh, and he's like, "Oh, yep, you're mine, you're mine." You know what I'm saying? Just right. like, yeah, I put my I remember put my sea bag down on the third level or upper level is what it really is. And uh, I didn't even know where to go. I didn't even know what I was doing. I had oh, no idea. Uh, they everyone so kind of dispersed. dispersed. Yeah, they sent some dummy to come <laughs> to help me get around the boat. No offense to him, but right. But uh, and he's actually a really good mechanic. But it was like, oh, your okay. yeah. But he was like, you know, he's a silly, quirky kind of guy. Right. And it's like they didn't send the best guy for the job to help some new guy on a submarine. Right. You know, right. and so like I'm, I remember walking through middle level because uh, there's the aft, middle, and the forward level. Yep. And um, this is like the missile tube section. There's missiles all around you. I mean, like missile tubes, massive. I'm talking about the size of this whole table plus that one. You know, and there's uh, X amount of them, you know, 24 or whatever it is. Um, I think 20. I can't remember. <laughs> I've been gone for two years. I can't remember. Right, I got you. Um, and, uh, yes, yeah, so I'm just walking through this uh, mist compartment. I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. And there's this hatch, you know, about that big. It's one of our watertight doors. So I'm, like, looking at it, me and this other new cat. We're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> and we, we left our sea bags. We couldn't even remember what floor, or level we were on. You know, so I don't have anything. I'm just looking through. And I remember one of the senior chiefs at the time, he was, uh, he was like, you can come through here. He's like, you can walk through here. You know that, right? So I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, I don't know where to go. And he was like, you're, what, what's your job? I was like, I'm a torpedo man. He's like, okay. So he brought me in front of the boat. We go down lower level, lowest the low, you <laughs> go down a little hatch. It's about 14 inches by 14 inches A ladder. Well, you go down and then there's a torpedo room. I met <laughs> all my buddies in the torpedo room and, uh, I think you had asked me what the longest time I, would yeah. know, 97 days. I did 97 days. 97 underwater. days yeah. underwater? Mo- uh most or, yeah. of the time. I mean, out to sea though. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. About 99.9% of the time we were underwater. Yeah. That's that's what I'm talking about. I mean Do you know the dimensions of this thing? How how long was it? Yeah, you look at a um, football field and a half. It's not really – it doesn't look that long when you're in the – A like, football field and a half. That's – that might be gracious. I might be giving a little bit more. That's the length. Because, I mean, that's just from nose to end. You know what I'm saying? And it's about as wide wa- um, – man. Hmm. Probably like two of these rooms hmm. wide maybe. And then you okay. got everything else in between them. So, you know know I'm, I'm
0: judging off of what I've seen. So, yeah. here – well, back in Mobile mm-hmm. – they have uh the USS Alabama. I don't know if yeah. you've ever, ever went to the uh to the museum there. And I my boss, Tori, is probably gonna kill me for this. But I think there's a sub there called the USS Drum. I think okay. that's the name of it. And it's a sub. And this thing is molecular. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's tiny. I mean, it's like trying to live in this cup. Oh, yeah. It's it's like, and he's like, you gotta go take a look at it you got to go over and see this thing up through my entire life i've never seen a submarine outside of what you see on tv mm-hmm. and magazines and on your phone of course this is the first one in real life yeah so i'm looking at it and i'm thinking wow you know this thing is really small yeah now the first time that you and i spoke i found out that you were a submariner right and you told me that you'd spent ninety days on a sub. I mean, like everybody that I've talked to about you, that's the first thing out of my mouth. This guy spent like ninety days on a sub. He's nuts. <laughs> He's cr- something wrong with him. Like for real. So, I'm looking at this thing now, and I'm thinking, so that's why Landon's crazy. I mean, there's You know, I'm, I'm just. Oh kidding, no no, right? no no no! I, I got you. No, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, no. I'm strictly be, I'm, I'm being like, very very. Yeah. Figurative. <laughs> no, so, I got you. <laughs> I'm looking at this thing, and I'm like, there is no way. And it's literally that half the size of this room. I mean, yeah. it might be, and I'm not exaggerating. It might be seven foot wide. It oh, is yeah, tiny. Those are. I, I would love boats. to know what the dimensions are yeah. of, of the USS Drum. Yeah. But anyway, it might be like twenty yards long. It's tiny. This thing is. I, I I don't know. Uh, John, can you get the specifics of that thing, the USS Drum? That way we can talk about that, please. Yeah. But anyway, I want to, I want to, I, I definitely want to, want to run through that just to kind of show you what I have in my mind. Oh yeah, I've seen the old boats.
1: They're, uh, they're this tiny. Thing, you ain't got no room. So at I'm all. thinking that I'm thinking that's what yeah. that's what it's like for you. It's you cramped. Would, now it's cramped, cramped. But my boat is designed to be, uh, the capability. To deliver nuclear warheads. Okay, that's the that's the objective of this boat. I, you so, see, and I
0: don't know what this one does. Oh uh, well, my, like in a my fast mind, attack, every submarine in the world. looks oh, like they this, all look in this. my mind.
1: Right, right. Well, like the fast attacks are like your hunter killer boats. Those are the ones that are a little bit uh, mission mission driven. They'll do the spooky stuff and let's see.
0: All right, so that that's it. It's so the log- location is in yeah, Mobile, Alabama. So it's three hundred and twelve. Well, wow, I was way off. So three hundred and twelve foot long. Yeah. And I mean, so of course, back in 1941, I'm pretty sure yeah. they built things differently. Oh, and yeah. And this thing probably went out during World War II, I'd say. Yes, sir. And it probably says that somewhere on there. But I, I mean, even still, dude, that's, yeah, there you go. The old World ones, War they used II. to
1: mount what they called deck guns on the top. And they used to fire from, they used to be surfaced and they'd fire. They'd shoot torpedoes too, but they used to have a deck gun on the top and okay. so stay above the water a lot. And okay. Like, yeah. You know. Crazy stuff, man. All right. Those dudes, now, now, we might be crazy, but those guys. Is a 50% casualty rate. No kidding. Those guys were the heroes. Oh, the, wow. If we did not have submarines in World War II, we would not, I'm not saying we would have lost the war, but I'm saying it would have been a different story. Right. That no, is. And
0: uh, you get, well, look, we're, yeah. we're here to give credit where it's due. Yeah,
1: I know. I just don't, I don't like to sound like, you you get it. No, absolutely. It's hard to be, I like to try to be humble about things. Absolutely. No,
0: um, everyone in every branch of the military, yeah. you know, had specific jobs. Without sure. those individuals, we yeah. there's no way that we would. Be successful. Oh yeah, right? dude. oh man! Every independent person <laughs> oh, makes man. a difference in their own way. I'm sure. Yeah.
1: I'm sure. Absolutely. But yeah, it was crazy, man. I mean, so mine. I mean, and the normal, uh, the normal fast attack submarines, like we mm-hmm. call them, not the ones that I was on, are a little bit larger than that in length. You okay. just don't see most of it. Whenever you see it on the surface, it looks a lot smaller, right? Because most of it's all underwater. Okay. Uh, and so my boat was the is the bigger boat of all them, but. Okay. It's still very cramped. I mean, you know, uh, the offices here are bigger than one, what one room was with nine guys sleeping in it. You know oh what I'm saying? It was about half the size of that, and we had three racks, one, two, three, one, two, three, and then one, two, three. You know, and we all had the coffin – or not coffin racks, but kind of like that. You know, you open them up. Right. right? So we had that. And, um, Y'all I mean, call it that the timeless. birthing area? Birthing, Yep. We just had one whole, uh, one, basically one whole level kind of designated to birthing. And, um, wow. and so we just had a, a rack curtain and we slept in between missile tubes. Um, and then I slept <laughs> next incredible. to torpedoes on uh, one of my patrols for about 50 days. I slept in the torpedo room. We had this big old uh, coffin rack. We put it on the stoves of the torpedo where the torpedoes sit, you know? Right. And um, I just took these leather shoe curtains. And manufactured some type of cover around my thing so I could sleep, you know, while we're shooting water slugs and all this kinds of stuff. I shit, got you. you know, so um, I slept there for about forty-five days. That helped me out a lot. I didn't sleep a lot, but um, I got to learn a lot. That's this incredible. This when I was—I'd uh, already qualified, fish and everything. But you know, I got to learn a lot. Stand room watch, or before I got to stand room watch, which is like the pinnacle of a torpedo man's, yep. Yep. Uh, you know. And so uh, I got to learn a lot. Learned a lot of stuff that helped me be a better. Be better at my job, you know, because I was mm-hmm. so exposed to it right then and there. Instead of being in the rack that was thirty feet away, you know, uh, so.
0: So what awesome. did you do majority of the time on the ship outside of sleeping?
1: Um, or is it something so, that you can talk about? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, I drove the boat eight hours a day, um, but it's a watch team. You know, everyone it's all every everyone's all together. We all have to do things uh, that make the boat possible. Yeah. So I would control this motion of the boat while. My buddies would control this motion of the boat, uh, and you know your planes affect how fast you go, how slow, all that kinds of jazz. Okay. So I would, uh, I sat stern planes is what it's called. So I had the big, big, big planes in the back. So uh, depending on how fast you would go, the more those were affected. Right. You know. Um, so I did that for I think I drove for like 800 plus hours. I did that, and then uh, on my off time was your maintenance time. Okay. Or your downtime, mm-hmm. which was really 75% of the time running drills. Okay. Um, and doing maintenance on the torpedo tubes and the torpedo tube, tube employment system. Okay. Um, so you spent probably 12 to 16 hours a day working, and then you're supposed to get eight hours off. But remember, we're on like a three-section three, uh, three section rotation. Mm-hmm. So you're either up, well, the captain's up, and he wants to do op- operations mm-hmm. evolutions. You're either up while you're on the drill time or you get really lucky and you have the night shift, which is only one, uh, you know, one of those times. So most oh, of the time man. you're probably working 16 to 24 hours a day. Right. And then, and this is all day. This is, a, and this is every day. There's like maybe one, two days you might get lucky and they might be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You only have to stay and watch today. Okay. Or we might be doing a certain evolution that requires you to, um, you know, be super quiet or something like that. Gotcha. And, and then you have to go sit in a rack. But. More more so or less, you're probably working 12, 16 hours a day to driving the boat and then doing maintenance on your uh, system and doing uh, drills and evolutions, fire drills, okay. flooding drills, and then going through, like, as an operator for the torpedo system, I had to learn how to shoot torpedoes and uh, you have to know how to work on these. You have to, and then meantime – before you can even do any of that stuff, you have to qualify. Right. You can't and qualify in submarines, qualify in lookout, qualify to drive the boat. Dude, I could give you lists and lists and lists and lists of everything you have to qualify. It's ridiculous. In order to touch anything, you know what I'm saying? And it sounds like more than what it is, most people could do it. Mm-hmm. If you really wanted to, you could. <clears throat> but it takes about nine months to get qualified as a submariner. Wow. I did it in about four. And I, I just had to push it to the wall. i would not allowed to eat desserts. Not allowed to watch TV movies. If you're in line, if you're reading a book, they'll swap that shit out of your hand. Oh no crap. You have to be reading your notes, studying your notes. This is how it wasn't you don't have to do this. You don't have to. Let me put because they've tried they've softened up a lot. But I had a good boss that not only raised me really well in the service, mm-hmm. but was on my ass a lot. And I wanted to earn my keep. I wanted to earn Asheron. my fish. Asheron? I wanted my fish so bad. So I was like, okay, I'll sacrifice sleep. I'll sacrifice anything. I don't need desserts, et cetera. I don't need movies, you know. So I just dogged it, you know, tried to get it. Did it in four months. And then after you do that, then you can wear your fish. And then that, that it's a huge deal. It is not, to me it is. People make a joke of it nowadays, maybe. Maybe it's easy. You know, some people bribe a lot of people. And I'm not saying I didn't bribe a few people for certain things that I didn't, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah, didn't I get it. You know, i tossed a can of dip there, whatever, for, <laughs> you know, energy drinks. But, um. I mean, I, I feel like I really earned my fish, and it, it means so much to me. You know, awesome. Um, and and yeah, I mean, it's a interesting life, man. Absolutely, well, <laughs> we I did a lot of stuff. You know, I don't want to get
0: too too far ahead. Um, you you brought some some photos. I'd like to go ahead oh, and yeah. pull those up and let you kind of run through and, and talk about it because it looked like from what I'd seen earlier that uh, these were actually you know I guess you had just got out of training. Maybe. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, that's uh, right after uh <laughs> right after boot camp. Okay. Right when I got out. That was the one day I got to see my wife before. So I went through the whatever, eight weeks, whatever. Had one day where they let us off before graduation. We went and ate some pizza. and, sh- uh, Yeah, and I did not like it. I thought it was trash. And then we, uh, <laughs> we, and then we, uh, I went and slept for a little bit and then wow. went back. You looked like a baby. Oh, I was the best. I was a baby. looked like a baby. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, so what, what's, what's going on here? This was when I was in school. Um, we had the opportunity to go walk. Uh, like this little parade through downtown, uh, I can't New London I think is in Connecticut. Yeah, downtown New London. Uh, they're like everyone. They were handing out flags or whatever. I was like, man, I want to wear mine. You know, they're like this different is a state line. flags. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, so I, I
0: see I see Mississippi up there. That's yeah. back when we had the rebel flag. Right. right. Yeah. Excuse me. The, uh, the side of the Confederate. Flag. Yeah. Confederate yeah. <laughs> flag. Excuse me.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so right. I was like, I want to I want to represent my state, man. I didn't even know I was going to Louisiana at this time. So I was just like, oh yeah, I just want to I want to represent where I'm from, and so awesome. this was voluntary on, like, a Saturday. We got up real early, cold as hell, stayed out, and we didn't even start the parade. By the time we started the parade, we uh, no one was at the parade. We just walked through a city for, like, <laughs> I'm serious, <laughs> for, like, a mile and a Everybody's half, two miles. Everybody's got a little bit of sense. Cold, right. cold, cold, freezing cold, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's so that's, incredible. that's the story behind that. Okay. Photo. Yeah. And that's just a little picture of me in A school, actually. My little fireman. I got those, too. <laughs> you know, my right. E2 out of boot camp. I oh, wanted gotcha. some responsibility. Let me rank up before I get out of this thing, you wow. know. Did yeah. laundry duty to get Oh, those, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I did the firing, you know, the uh, clearing barrel and everything like yep. that. Yeah. Yep. And I did that, too. So, fortunately enough, it worked out. That's me and my dad after I graduated uh, A school. I don't have wow. my fish. Watch. You can see. Well, I don't have any rank, but it's kind of hard to see. But uh, on the opposite side of my last name. Uh, above it is where you would get your warfare device. I didn't have anything at that point. That's okay. my dad right
0: there. Awesome. Yeah.
1: And then uh, this is my buddy Bayot, Angelo Bayot. That's my buddy Steven Stevenson, if you can believe Steven that. Steven Stevenson. Steven Stevenson. That was oh, my C dad. My parents C-dad. had a real
0: good uh, <laughs> sense
1: of humor. That dude's uh, that dude's a trooper right there. That, that was my C dad. He was always, I mean, that dude's jacked. You know what I'm saying? He's jacked. and uh, He was always on my ass always wanted to you. beat me down if I didn't get something right, didn't do it. He's like, I'll come for you if you don't stay on your shit, you know. I got and you. So uh, I was fortunate enough to have someone like that. That's too. you to the right? That's me to the right, yeah. Wow, me old doesn't nerdy really old look me. like you. No, no. See, I got my fish at this point. Yep. Good con- I don't even think I have my good conduct. River. So I was only in the military for like two and a half years at this point, maybe. And, uh, yeah, that's and we were just at some event right there. Right, I got yeah. you. He didn't pass me down. You see my buddy, he's got that belt buckle on him right yeah. there. That's usually, you know, like that's a sea dad thing. Everyone gets a sea dad. And so uh, he was supposed to – my my sea dad didn't have a belt buckle, so he never passed it down to me when I got my fish. You know? Oh. So, <laughs> but it's okay. No big deal. Okay. Yeah. All right, so all of y'all I were this...
0: submariners? Oh, yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. All of us served on the same boat. Yeah. Awesome. Did the same thing. Awesome. All right, well, that's that's great story. So... Thanks, man. It was 2016 when you got on the boat, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't think we were in any dive, you know, really really serious uh let's say wartime situation, right? No. So you're you're out in the water. No. Uh what, what are you guys doing? I mean, are you just uh, Of course, I know a lot of what submarines do is top secret. Mm-hmm. I mean, are y'all just running drills? Are you out there waiting for something to happen or it's kind of a little
1: bit of both, right? It's like um we weren't necessarily playing war games. It's almost like we we're playing war games with ourselves. You know what I'm saying? It's just like just in we're case you're running through drills on the ship. I got you. Yeah, we go out in the Pacific or God even knows. I don't even know where we go. They keep their location secret. I don't even know where we were at. So, um, unless you you know, and sometimes you could figure it out or whatever. Right. Um, but I did. I had no idea, and so we were just kind of, I guess, making circles. I mean, that's a joke. We say, you know, making circles out in the ocean. <laughs> you know? But um, so we're out there. I mean, we just we run a lot of drills, and uh, I don't know if it was daily or not, but we do we do run a lot of drills. Like I was saying, fire, flooding, um, certain uh, operational drills, like when you're driving the boat, casualty scenarios. Right. Uh, but they all coincide together you know you know it all works together you have a fire you have to do a certain action while you're driving the boat so you know it affected every part of your day every part of whatever so we did that a lot and then we would uh we did some uh kind of like certifications we had to get certified to the team had to get certified to shoot torpedoes we did uh uh, personnel transfers and uh, we didn't do anything super exciting i'll say we didn't do any spook any mission stuff or like But that's what it is. You're running scenarios and practicing and training to, by God, if you ever had to Mm -hmm. employ nuclear weapons, that's what it was. That's what the whole boat operated to do. Right. Um, So were you
0: nervous at all on that thing, knowing you guys are carrying a nuclear device?
1: Well, I didn't know if we were or not. They never tell you. You don't know if you are or not. You're on a nuclear sub. You are, but they might send a decoy out there. I know that sounds crazy. I'm dead serious. They might they might send you out with nothing on it. I don't even know. I know what torpedoes we have. <laughs> you know, Hello? I know yeah. it, so I know what weapons yeah. I have in the room that I'm in control of or I'm in, I'm responsible for. And I know what how much ammunition we have, because we also taught my job was specific to was instructing the whole boat how to shoot guns. You know, we were right. firearm instructors. On our time off, we went to the range and we taught everyone how to use all their weapons, or if they had to qualify a certain weapon to stand a certain watch. Right. That's you know, they were shooting you get the whole shebang Absolutely. for all that stuff. Um, But, I mean, it never made me really nervous. I mean, you know, the first two weeks, I remember the first underway I went on. It was, like, it wasn't even really a full patrol. It was, like, a month. So it was, like, 30 days. It was a good little introduction, I'll say that. And so, like, we started off, and I remember the first two weeks, I was, like, what did I get myself into? Mm I was, like, I'm in trouble. I was, like, I don't – I'm scared. Uh, You know, I was scared, I'm not going to lie, you know. Um, And so – I just kind of toughened it out. I didn't tell anyone. You just kind of go into that shock. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like that, like, you're um, kind of like you're shocked from a very traumatic situation. Mm-hmm. You, I, you might, I'm sure you understand Yeah, it. no. It's like you're, like, shocked, and, and then, like, your body goes into shock, and you just kind of go into this, like, okay, uh, yeah. It's you, like I just got to move on. That was always what it was. It's like how people always ask, oh, how are you doing? It's like it doesn't matter. It is mission-oriented. There's a, You just have to get past the shock, and then after, you just got to operate. Right. Cause That's it's right. right. You're screwed. Um, so that's probably the only times I was like really scared or like scared of being on the boat. Right. There were many casualties that we went through that were like scary. You know what I'm saying? Really? Oh yeah. Fires. Oh, fire's number one enemy. That's the scariest thing you ever. How are
0: you underwater and dealing
1: with fires? We got a good team. That's I mean, a... what happens to cause a fire? Uh electrical. Electrical problems. And that happens. Happens a lot. Frequently. Dryers. You'd never believe it. Some idiot. L- leaves lint in his pockets you don't clean your lint trap out yeah get ready to get one buddy meet me in lower level you better clean your sh- yeah clean it out because it's like that we've had uh there was two dryer fires i was a part of we had a fire in the galley i remember that you know mm. one of our thank god it didn't get any too crazy because uh if it does get too crazy they have a system that kind of fixes everything and uh extinguishes everything but then you gotta pull in <laughs> or something
0: right like that. So, right wow um, that's so what happens? You're say you're underwater and you're halfway around the world. Of course, you don't know where you're at, right? And somebody comes up deathly ill. What happens?
1: Doc's gonna treat them. We have one doctor for All right, about so hundred. a doctor and, on board. Yeah, one okay. doctor. Um, Doc's gonna treat them. Hopefully, if it's severe, you know. Right. Uh, after I remember one dude, we were he was we were surface doing a surface evolution, and one of the rings fell out of one of the LETs. About a twenty foot drop. Mm-hmm. It fell and hit him on the forearm and sliced his forearm open. So I remember like walking past Doc's office and this dude done. He's like, "Hey man, what's up?" And, like Doc stitching him up. So Doc did a great job at that. But it was just real basics. You know, I'm sure he had painkillers. He could operate to some right. a certain degree. But this is my Doc was a corpsman. He had okay. seen combat and you know with the Marines and stuff. So he a was beard. a hard ass. He wasn't any right. He didn't. You're you're having problems? Here's some ibuprofen. Uh, but I, re- <laughs> I respect him for that. Right. You know, um, no, but I get it. Yeah, so, but if you come, if someone comes super deathly ill, you could, depending on the circumstances and like the mission that you're on, whether you had to do sur- whatever, yep. you could surface if you really had to. The idea is you don't want to do that, though. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want whatever satellites to see you. Um, but other than that, you die. They throw you in the oily, man. They throw you in the freezer or one of the oily tanks and they just, we'll just, we'll get you. That off, was my next and, question.
0: Know, so, what, yeah. I mean, Realistically, realistically,
1: happened? dead serious. If we don't have it, we'll put you in the freezer. If you don't have room in the freezer, they'll put you in one of the tanks, the oily tanks, because it'll preserve bodies. And Did if that not, happen
0: while you were underwater?
1: Fortunately, no. I didn't lose anyone. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we don't, we don't, uh, submarines, you, you know, we don't have any casualties like that. Now, I'm not saying there isn't. There's been a couple scenarios over the past 10, 20 years where a sailor's died on a submarine. Actually, some dude shot himself in my boat, man. Sad. I wasn't on it at the time. Some, you know, sailors go crazy. People shooting up the piers and stuff like that. Some sailors doing stuff like that. But when you're underway, the only time I've ever heard of it happen where a sailor died underway was um, they had like a underwater – uh, one of the fast boats ran into an underwater mountain. You know, underwater piece of land that the navigation uh, team gotcha. didn't see. Maybe there was a, an anomaly that they couldn't find or whatever. And uh, a dude, they ran into it, crashed, and he fell and hit his head. And, oh, my goodness. Yeah, and he, he didn't make it. They had – it was a good reminder. I remember standing on one of the watches in A school – like you know, you have to get used to standing watches, whatever. Right. And so we'd be on podium or whatever, and uh, or not on podium. I'm sorry, but at one of the podiums in the place, and they had uh, like his underway poopy suits and right, things like right. that in one of them, and pictures of them. And so it was always like, it's like, man, that dude, you know, he was a real submariner. He he died on the boat, you know. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I know it wasn't like combat or whatever, but no, but still, you know, it's a yeah. No. Like I said, I mean,
0: it doesn't matter. I know. It's it's a, part of the, it is. the bigger picture, right? And it's yeah. a huge part of the game. Yeah, I, I think everybody on that boat plays a, a very important oh, role yeah. in our military. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not just for the Navy. Oh, yeah. I mean, the stuff that you guys are doing supports the Army, so it supports sure. the Marine Corps, so right. on and whatnot. But what what would you say would be the deepest depth that you've ever traveled?
1: Wikipedia has a, the best closest that we could say. I mean, well, I'm mean, you, you personally. Oh, uh, well, that's what I'm saying.
0: I've I been, got you. I've been as
1: deep as as we could. You know okay. what I'm saying? But um, yeah, Wikipedia so has as, the closest I, anywhere within the frame. I think Wikipedia says like 700 something feet. So I was like in between that frame. You know what I'm saying? I got you. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, and, and look again, if because I know uh, submarines are
0: are, are huge. Secrets, right? Oh, and, yeah, and yeah, if, yeah. And if we get to a point to where you feel as if something yeah. is too sensitive, definitely tell me. Right, it, yeah. It, lo- it looks like our man behind the camera is pulling
1: it up for us. I'm, I'm very curious about what that is. So If you just type in, like, USS Louisiana or anything like that, you can find it on uh, Wikipedia, and it'll – Okay, now that's a little crazy. <laughs> that might be some, like, Russian or Chinese, but they make their boats out of different stuff than we, we do. Okay. Um, okay. So they go, they do go deeper than us, from what I understand. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, you just go. Like I said, Wikipedia has a really great. Um, it'll just say, you know, you type in any of the fast, but you or SSBN submarine, and they'll say, uh, you yeah, know, it will be like seven hundred feet or something like that. Some of them go deeper than that, obviously, but. This is what I always tell. Me. This is what they always told us. <laughs> right? No, <laughs> they said, "Look at it. look at Wikipedia. That's a really good uh, a good uh, Got you. answer." You know? Got you. Yeah.
0: So, wh- I guess you've heard like, and this is kind of off off track, but yeah. So this this thing went down to look at the Titanic, right? Oh yeah. Ocean yeah. Gate, or well, yeah. I'm not sure what the name of it is exactly, but uh, is there ever a fear? Because I know the the amount of pressure mm-hmm. that's down there is. Immense. I mean, it's it's oh, yeah. got. I don't know. I, well, you being a submariner, you probably know how many square inches of pressure is on your vessel at all times. But that's crazy. I mean, I watched a video here yesterday or day before yesterday. I'm driving the Gulf Shores or something. Or actually, I was riding. I wasn't driving. And uh, it was something like an animation mm-hmm. of what happened to this thing. Yeah. You know, whenever if it, was crush. it. Well, it did. Right. But I mean, this thing. I mean, it was like – they said like 30-something milliseconds. Oh, yeah. You it was just anything. in pieces. Yeah. So is there ever a fear that that could happen to you all? I mean, if because one small failure to this vessel, you're done. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. It's, so, I mean, is the nervousness there? Oh, yeah. Oh, like, let me – I'm gonna try not to trail off too far here. No, go to get man. your to get your fish. Uh-huh. You have to know every how you have to know a hundred percent how a submarine operates, from the reactor to what sonar does to how we get information on, to drive the boat. Everything, how our torpedo tubes work, how our uh, high pressure air systems work, our hydraulics, how the plant looks. You have to draw all this stuff, man. Schematics. You have to memorize these schematics and draw them and figure it all out. Wow. And so. I had no idea that that much went into. Oh, it's insane! It's I know it sounds crazy, and it's like it, that's why I hold it so high. You know? No, like you, I, should. At, you should. You should absolutely. It, it um, it was one of the harder things I've ever done in my life. But um, regardless, it's like the. We were talking about the crush, like how it crushes and like how scary... If if I was worried about it, I was worried about it. But you have to, you know, do certain um maintenance tests right you have to perform normal operations <coughs> that are always every second of every day battling that pressure the right. water the goal sub safe program have as many successful surfaces as you do successful dives right and you're always battling with it so you're always scared All wow. i mean i think so i i was at any well I mean you're you know, a younger
0: guy, right? You yeah. haven't been on this thing very long. I mean, right. you've got people that's probably been doing this for years oh, yeah. and they're you know, they're whatever. I, I yeah. get that.
1: They and they're great. It. Oh yeah. No, I mean like it you get to a point where you're so good at combating casualties in every space or whatever the case may be that you don't you're not so much um, you're always scared. Anytime you hear any casualty on a submarine, it's never a good day. And I don't mean that as in, like, oh, it's just there's the potential to die. You have a controlled seawater leak, which is like, okay, it's not flooding. It has to go over a certain, you know, water into the boat per whatever the flood. But what I'm getting at is that, like, sometimes we'd be doing stuff with um, valves that if you were at X depth and it wasn't too deep, but if you were at X depth and it opened a hole, whatever, this big. You're dead. Oh my. It fills up so fast with water. You can't even dewater the boat fast enough oh with your damage control equipment in order for it to, um, you know, in order for you to survive and save okay. the ship. So, I mean, you're always – I think people are most likely always scared. It's just one of those things you kind of learn to live with. Right. It's, like, it's like, yeah, it's scary. It's like you're, it, it's, things can happen in a millisecond. It can always be terrible at any time. But, um, oh, yeah,
0: for sure. But
1: yeah, so I guess we're just always trying to prevent that. But That's we're right. so we're all, but you know, we're doing it all the time, every day. So it's like, okay, well, hopefully we don't die today. Okay. <laughs> it's like, hope we don't have a casualty okay. today, you know? And, and so it's it's cool. But yeah, man, I mean, it's quick like that. Those dudes that died in um, or uh, the you know the OceanGate Ocean the Gate, yeah. Titan, I guess is what they call. T- yeah, it. yeah, I can't remember. What they one. don't even they didn't even feel it. They don't even know. I was scared on mine because if we die, like if I think like there are certain situations if I was ever if our boat was ever to go down. Uh, combat or whatever, combat prefer, would most likely. I'd be more scared of drowning. The depth that they were at, don't even feel a thing. Nothing, not a single thing. From what I understand, when the way the science right, you know, adds right. up, I guess. So. I got you. Um, but yeah, I was more scared of drowning because it's okay. like, okay, let's say like you can keep the boat to a certain depth. Yeah, you can keep it at a certain depth, but you're still taking on water. It's like, oh, we have to, we have to shut the watertight doors, man. Wow. It's like you guys got to stay in there. I'm sorry, that's more scary to me than anything else. I got you. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. So you come off the boat, right? Mm. You're, you're at
0: some point in your career, you're done with your duty, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or how, how did the transition look of you getting out of the Navy?
1: My boat was in the shipyard at the end of it. Uh-huh. We took the boat. I did like two and a half, three years out at sea, and then we took the boat into the shipyard and did an overhaul okay um on different things for the did boat. you know that you wanted
0: to be done with the Navy
1: at that point oh yeah I was I mean this was before I had a second kid right. and this is when my son was about two I got okay. back from my longest patrol after he was i uh, he he got born right at, right when I got back okay so like fortunately enough I didn't have to go on a, another patrol after mm-hmm. my son was born uh and I finished out my year and a half two years in the shipyard or whatever okay. it was and um So I had kind of always known at that point. I had had some things happen. I mean, different little things that were like, (sighs) you get it. And so sometimes it got a little hard. And so that, you know, there's you just get screwed so many times. Like we mentioned one of the gentlemen's before, and you get it. Um, You get screwed so many times, you kind of just start being like, man, I don't know if I really want to keep getting screwed like this. I got a kid. I don't want to die on a submarine. (laughs) It's it's like, I don't know the state of the world. It's like, you know, and I mean – I just wanted to finish my service, okay. you know, and so then I was like, oh, I can get out and I can go make all types of money and I can get all. That's not true. It yeah, really well, is not. So that that's that's yeah. that's what brings us into the next yeah.
0: part. So you're you're you've made up your mind. You're done with the Navy, right? Or not necessarily done with the Navy. The Navy's done with you. Yeah. You finish your term. So you become a civilian again. Mm-hmm. Do you know where you're going? Do you know what you're doing? Do you do you have aspirations of being something? What what what
1: what happens there? Uh, I didn't really have any plan on anything I was going to be or anything I was going to do. Okay. I knew I... You going
0: to go print t-shirts?
1: Nah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to do. Okay. Um, but I knew uh, some of my good buddies that I served with, they were getting out, um, one or two of them had uh-huh. done it. Actually, three of them. I was the fourth guy. Okay. Had done the DOD Skill Bridge program. Okay. Um, and that allows sailors to coordinate with a company that is recognized on the SkillBridge website. Okay. Um and you can do a 6-month internship for your last 6 months of service.
0: Oh wow. Still get okay. paid
1: by the Navy. The company gets 5-6 months of free work out of you while you're learning to do your job for them, right? Right. And so all my buddy, you know, 2-3 of my buddies had already done it. We're I'm almost done with my service. I'm worried that they're going to not accept it. Uh captain i found performance found performance joel skill th- through uh i think my mom might have known someone okay. th- and was like hey do y'all have anyone that you know and fortunately enough my mom i think called someone and they were like yeah let's give landon a call okay we do skill bridge they done like one person or something like that jeremy jeremy harman yep, guy i work yep. with um so jeremy had done it then I got in touch with Joel. Joel called me. He's like, "Landon, you want to do this? You want to come work for us? We didn't know what I was going to do here. But he just, you know, he just like, okay, let's get you in, man. Let's find you something. Okay. And so uh, then I got it all the way up to my cat. I had to go through like 10, 12 people.
0: Oh, so it was difficult. Oh man, it was difficult. You had
1: to get, I mean, I can't remember everything that went into it, but you had to get like eight to nine people to sign off on the sheet of paper, review what it was, (laughs) tell them about the company that it is and all this kinds of stuff so that they were sure that you weren't BSing. You know what I'm saying? So, so.
0: yeah, so so it, it, it's definitely. Different.
1: Rightly so, right? but, and, I mean,
0: we're 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 sitting here saying, you know, Landon Fob, who's been with us for two years now, right? Yes, sir. So through with the Navy, SkillBridge helps you, and and it's a DoD Department of Defense uh, program. Yeah, and, and and they allow you to come work for us for yeah. free. Yeah, and
1: the Navy pays you. And the Navy paid me my. Your salary, my salary, what I was making as an E five, right? Okay, uh, so, I mean, that's, all that's... my benefits included. I got housing that was from where I was. Oh wow! You okay. know, so I didn't get Louisiana housing. I got housing based off of where I was living, my home address at the oh, time. Oh wow! So my captain got it, and they were like, "Yep, yeah, man, this is gonna be the last one that we approve. We can't let anyone else go." <laughs> all right, let me go. Well, I mean, got lucky by the hair, of my. You know,
0: did, would you would you would you advise? Someone else who's in whatever branch of the military
1: to utilize skill bridge. If you're in a branch where any branch, try it no matter what. I don't think it's exclusive to just navy. Uh, I think it's I think it's everyone. Try it no matter what.
0: Uh
1: Expect if you are in a billet that is not easy to fill. Uh huh. Expect it's going to be tough. Expect for it to be really tough if it is a billet that's easily filled, like specifically. Let's just say someone on a carrier who has a very menial job. I think they have, like, a lot of boats and mains I don't know. right? But had like, something really, really simple or, you know, whatever, they probably would have a better chance, I would okay. say. Uh, and it's on how well you know it, how well your relationship's <laughs> been with people. You know what I'm okay. saying? I had a good relationship with a lot of the guys that I worked with and my superiors, and they were very nice and helped me out. And they, you know, it's ups to both companies. You know? So
0: the, the transition from Navy to civilian life, mm-hmm. was, was that difficult? In, in just a oh, few words, yeah. was that? Would you say that that was
1: difficult? Absolutely. I'm still. I still am. I've been out for two years, basically. You know, I'm still going through it. When and it's not like I have like this. Uh, someone tried to kill me. Bullets right. going past right. my head. Oh, I get but it. But it's the team aspect. Yep. It's the yep. Um, operational thing. Like, uh, you know, I, I mentioned uh, deadlines. You know, like I'm used to waking up every day. If I'm not at my place on time, if I'm not doing the shit that I need to do, right. I'm in the wrong and yeah. I need to hold myself accountable. And I'm not saying that the real world, sometimes <laughs> some things can just not be as strict, right? you know? So the strictness um, and the deadlines in general, like I was saying, like I'm working with a job where they kind of just let me work at my own pace And I need to get it done by a certain date, of course, or not by a certain date, but like, you know, they want it sooner rather than later, but there's no deadline. So it's like weird. You have to manage yourself. There is no one reading to me every morning. Hey guys, this is what we got to do today. You need to take care of this. We got a meeting at this time. We got this going on. You know, there's nothing like that. You know, and the and I know how the military works exactly. Says, no briefings. There's it, right. nothing. You don't like. You live by these things 100. Yeah. percent. It is every single day. You know, you wake up, you make sure you're shaved, clean. You got your right uniform on, and that's it. I mean, I was late. And it becomes routine. Yeah. I, I oh I get it. yeah, and right. it, but that's that. That's probably one of the harder things to transition out of. But then also the camaraderie. Yeah, I was about to say the brotherhood. The yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Man, I can't – you know, those dudes are – you You know better than anyone. Those dudes are the most important people to me next to that's, my family. That's a fact. I'm in that's touch with fact. all of them right now. That's you know? and um,
0: Well, at least you have that. You know, you've got that.
1: The ones that are real close. Like right. I said, you know, there's two, three, four of them that are real close. But I tell you right now, any of those guys, I called up. I haven't talked to them in years. Any of them, they'd have a place for me to stay. Oh, wow. They'd do anything they need to help me, and I would do the same for them. I had a buddy that's that cool. I went to boot camp with. This yep. was seven years, six, seven years ago. He gave me a call. Hey, Fob, what's up, man? How you doing, bro? I got picked up for some special forces. I'm making my way from California down to Florida. I said, "You stop." He's like, "I'm going through Louisiana." He's like, "Should I be worried about anything?" I'm like, "No, man." I was like, "Just stop at this exit. My mom's gonna meet you with a cheeseburger and a shake." Oh wow! He got it. He really appreciated that. That's awesome, a good man. buddy of mine. I right. didn't serve with him, like you know, but right. I mean, no, but it's I, a connection. You know what right. I'm saying? You get all it. of us. And all there, you, of
0: us are connected in one way, shape, or form. We bleed red, right? hundred percent. That's it. hundred percent. So the moral, mm-hmm. or the, the not necessarily the moral, for lack of better words, um, there's the purpose yeah. of this podcast is actually to reach out. <clears throat> One of the purposes is actually to reach the audience and let them know that they're not the only ones dealing with, whether it be trauma mm-hmm. or personal issues. It's more along the lines of trying to let them know that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Right. And we all have issues. All the civilians, they have issues. Sure. But just like you said, you know, the the brotherhood mm-hmm. that we have as as military men and women in our United States Army or military, excuse me. Everything's Army to me. So Yeah, I got you. <laughs> it's, it's we all share this bond. And I, I like to ask everybody that comes on the podcast, you know, what would you share? with the men and women who are viewing and listening to the podcast on, on how you dealt with significant trauma portions of your life and, and what helped you move or maneuver through those obstacles and get through it. And like you said, I mean, right now you're still dealing with it.
1: Oh yeah. What are you utilizing to help you push through? Um, the most important thing I can tell anyone, and I hate to act oblivious, you got to get off of media. You got to get all, and even though this is a media platform, use it for the right things. That's right. Um, That's one of them. Um, I have a lot of anxieties about wars, nuclear disaster, like all that kind of stuff. I'm ultra paranoid. I don't know. It's Something about that just always freaks me out. So I'd always, and I wouldn't be reading up on this stuff, Mm -hmm. but media has a funny way of getting to you, no matter what it is.
0: Oh, yeah. It'll make you scared to death.
1: Yeah. And they doom scrolling or whatever it takes me. Yep. And, um, so you got to number 1 before that even you need to have someone you can talk to that you can really talk to not just like no I'm not even saying your friends friends can't even sometimes be you need to find someone that genuinely cares yep genuinely cares and that's and for me it's been my dad uh, but you need to find someone that you can genuinely talk to and really open up I call my uh, dude probably three to five times a week. I call my dad. That's awesome, and, man. uh Oh yeah, and I mean, especially I think right when I, whenever the first stuff with Ukraine really popped off, oh man, I was a basket case. I was freaking out. I had never seen myself in my life for the. I I'll tell you right now, the past two years of my life being out of the service been the hardest time of my life.
0: Oh yeah, I and. It.
1: Whenever all that stuff happened, man, I was going nuts. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't do anything. And I, you know, I just had to talk to my dad every day. Hey, Dad, what's up, dates? You know, I'm not looking at it. I had to turn them all, everything off my phone. Had to turn everything, put it all away. I don't even use my phone as it is, you know, to, I put it aside. Usually when I'm at the house, I might be playing a little game or something, right. but whatever. Man, yeah, talk to someone. And then on top of that, get away from all media. Go outside or do something that keeps you preoccupied. That's right. And get a hobby. No one's going to make you happy but yourself yeah. and maybe your significant other and yeah. your children and your family. And if you don't have family, you need to find a family. That's right. And if you don't, you know, for guys, I almost wanted to rejoin the service mm-hmm. several times, right. multiple times in the past year especially. And that, that could potentially be the solution and for that some. that could be it. That could be it. If that's what you need, because I know that I'll never get that operational – kind of mindset anywhere. Unless right. I'm like maybe a police officer or something.
0: Yeah. yeah but
1: yeah. I will never that have that sense of duty. And yeah, an you will never right. have that. I, I can't I can't and I think that's what makes you want to, you know, you want to go back to that. Right. I mean of of good times. Yep. Yeah. You want to go back for the twenty percent of the good times and you're willing to sacrifice everything for it. You know what I'm saying? But, that's right. No, I, but yeah, that's man. a great point. That's I think that's the most important those are the most important things. Well, it really it is. Hopefully, you exercise. know, like
0: I like I say, <laughs> I mean hopefully you know, millions of people are watching this thing, and they're hearing what oh, you I say. You know so. these these yeah. these these words of encouragement and, and guidance. You know, and we're all leaders here with performance, mm-hmm. right? And it feels like you have that sense of responsibility to pass on the things that you know, the things that you've learned onto others who are dealing with the same stuff that you may be. Or the things that you were.
1: I'd love to. And yeah. I mean,
0: well, I mean, you're doing it right now. Yeah, hope, I mean, you're doing I'm doing it right hoping, now. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, I'm hoping that you know at least thousands, right, yeah. are, are getting to to see what we're trying to do here. And I'm I'm hoping that they can help spread the word, right? Oh, and, I hope. And yeah. this is this is not a a, a profitable thing. We're, sure. You know, if we wind up getting sponsors and everything else, hey, great. We love mm. it. We're going to turn that around and put it back into the veterans within our company. So yeah. it's it's a huge thing. I'm I'm not trying to buy more expensive mics and everything else. Yeah, yeah. we're 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 going to keep this thing rolling. We're going to keep doing what we can for our our military, for our veterans, yeah. and and ultimately for our country, the families, you name it. Sure. And yeah. with that said, man, look, Landon, I appreciate you coming out. I appreciate you being part of the podcast. I think it was awesome. The the information that we've learned about you as an individual, you as a uh, petty officer second class, yeah. a submariner. Yeah. You know, your 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 fish, your dad, your your seed dad. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of information that you've poured into this thing. Yeah. And I, I really – I tip my hat to you. And, I mean, if you were a commission guy, I'd probably some salute you. Oh. But, I mean, you know, just <laughs> well, say I it. appreciate it. No, well, I I absolutely. It, I, I, yeah. So, uh, with, with, before we close this thing out, yeah. is there anything that you'd like to close on?
1: Yeah. Um, I wanted to add one more thing to okay. the, uh, what you could do. Yeah, okay. exercise. That's a, You really got to exercise. Like, stay active. That's a really big part, too. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to thank you guys in general for reaching Absolutely. out to me and asking to do this. Um, performance has been such an incredible um, opportunity for me. Um, I just had to get on the right page with a lot of things, with life. And performance has been very patient with that. Right. Um, not only that, the work that they put into their their military and their mm-hmm. veterans, most importantly, it actually works. Like, it really does you know, it, it helps people. It Absolutely. helps They are so good with, from what I've seen, mm-hmm. with their military. You know, we do the Red Friday. Yep. Remember everyone deployed. That's awesome. Um, and they gave us some jackets <laughs> last year. That was super cool. That are like, you know, only veterans got. And, right. Um, you know, what do they do? The Pelicans game? Y'all took everyone out to the Pelicans yeah, game? Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. So you guys are just awesome for military. And that's just local And that's just local, right. It's right? not anything. Like, they just treat you great. They want military members a part of their team, and I think that's great because everyone needs that. And the patience, though, is such a big big deal right. as well because everyone needs time to adjust as well. Plus, there's a lot of military people that are really good members and can really contribute to a, a successful company. Um, I wanted to you know, tell my family that I love them and that I really do appreciate all the support. Um that i couldn't do it without them you know absolutely and uh they're 50 percent of the reason more like 100 really, percent. yeah absolutely right no, i get it yeah there's a lot of other things but you get what i'm saying absolutely. they're the reason i'm here they're they're the most important reason i'm here i should say that's, and, that's uh, most yeah. of us especially absolutely.
0: veterans who've been survivors of trauma our families are what got us through a lot and that's oh yeah and not saying that all families are supportive yeah. some may not be yeah. you know and I want to say that hope oh, is, yeah. is a big part, and I and I, I say this a lot, but hope is what gets us through a lot of things. Hope for now, hope True. for later, hope for future. It's it's all about not losing hope because without hope, you really have nothing to strive for. Hundred percent. Keep driving, keep striving. Absolutely. Keep striving.
1: Always have had that mentality. That's from mm-hmm. my dad. He just never stopped. My mom, too, always told me, never stop, man. And that's what yeah. we need. We really need that in this country. Absolutely. Though. We no, need to just keep going, man. That's it. Absolutely. Hope to things that that they will get better. Because they Absolutely. will. I know they will. Yep. So, yep. Thanks so much, man. I really no, appreciate it. I, I
0: appreciate you, yeah. Landon. And, and again, thank you for uh, coming. Thank you. You for all of the information and the pictures and, and yeah. everything I think it was it was awesome uh, I' definitely love to speak with you outside of the podcast sure. and actually learn more about you and for everyone watching and listening I want to thank you for tuning in and being a part of what we're trying to do here and uh, like I always say you know if, if there's ever anything that we can do for you the, the viewer and listener look go to our website performancecontractorscom we have a military page there. Look, you can go in, view anything, uh, leave some comments. um, And until next time, Mike Farb signing off.